You can't know to a girl like me. Handsome, dazed, and to die for. Mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. Mm, but a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. You're the second man who killed me this week. But I've got seven lives left. I tried to save you. Mm, it seems like every woman you try to save ends up dead. <laughs> or deeply resentful. Do you expect me to talk? Hello everybody and welcome to episode 78 of Do You Expect Us Talk? I'm your host Becca and joining me as always are Dave Bond and Chris Byrne. How are you fine gentlemen? Returning very well, thank you very much. Finding that I'm very fine. <laughs> Amazing, you know? Do You Expect Us Talk is returning with Batman Returns, as if you didn't know. Starring Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito, Christopher Walken, Michael Goth, and Paul Rubens and Vincent Schiavelli, if you can spot them. So kind of a Bond link there as well. Um, script by Sam Hamm, directed by Tim Burton, and released in 1992. What do you reckon to this sequel that Tim Burton directed himself? What? Well, he directed the first one himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, as He's not going to get someone else to do it. He's a director. No, as opposed to some of the films, you know, sequels that have come out yeah. to his films that haven't been directed by him. Oh, I see what you mean. Like the Alice in Wonderland sequel he didn't but, do, did he? No, you're absolutely right. Yes, um, thank you. Yeah. Fun fact, folks. That's well, he, fun. He, he was going to do Beetlejuice as well, wasn't he? Beetlejuice Not yet, too. though. Yeah. Still in gestation. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, has he not done any other sequels? Nothing has. That's not like a sequels guy. Um, didn't do sequels to Planet of the Apes? No? No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There was such a clamour for it. I think he could be doing a sequel to Pee-wee's Big Adventure. There is talk of that. Really? Planet of the Apes. Return of Pee-wee, I suppose. They've got a quite successful Planet of the Apes franchise. Why would they get him back? (laughs) Yeah, just to piss off. You know, this is is going too well. Let's challenge it. Let's give Tim Burton a second chance. (laughs) The only buzz on war is really positive. So, yeah, I don't think they're going to mess with the formula there. Yeah, I don't think it's going to do as well as, though. I don't think it's going to be as big as a hit, but it'll probably be, like, one of the strongest films of the summer, I think. It could be one of those things. Um, We'll have to wait and see, because I loved Rise, and I wasn't as fond of Dawn, but apparently it's better than that, so we'll see. Okay. Look. Looks nice and war-esque, doesn't it? So he, he, he didn't he didn't go into bigger fish or bigger eyes, did he? <laughs> no. no, he doesn't just yet. No. Sleepier Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepy Be- Hollow Two, the snoozing. Beetle juices. <laughs> yeah, beetle juices. Beetle juices. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. So, what do you think of the uh, Batman Two or Batman Returns, as it's called? Uh, Dave, what's your take on it? Uh, didn't have one of my better viewings of this this time. Um, 
I've always really. Considered... I thought I was going to be the miserable bastard of this podcast. No, was, was, if you had asked me at the outset, I would have probably put this best of these four and ahead of the Dark Knight Rises of the um, Nolan films. So it probably would have been round about third. Um, it's not going to collapse from that, I don't think. I, I, I don't think it was. Didn't think it was terrible by any means, but I was just struggling with it a little bit. I think it's a beautiful film to look at. It's got that kind of slow globe feel to it that I've, I've mentioned with a couple of other films in the past. Um, I like the design more than the first film, of virtually all of it. I mean, Gotham is just wonderful to look at. Um, I think Michelle Pfeiffer is wonderful as Catwoman. Might question how she became Catwoman. If all you knew of Batman was these first two films, you'd have some really strange ideas <laughs> about where these characters came from. But um, it felt a bit almost episodic, I think. that I, I saw in the commentary, I think it was in the commentary anyway, Tim Burton mentioned that the Max Shrek relationship to the Penguin was going to be that they were brothers that Oswald Cobblepot was, you know, the kid they threw away because he was deformed. Mm-hmm. And then they had, you know, the golden child afterwards, and that was going to mm. throw a different dynamic. But they said there was too much in the film already, so they left it. So it's not canon, so they're not brothers. I must no. make that clear. It's not something unstated in there. It's something that they dropped completely. But you can kind but, of see that idea, can't you? You can kind of see, you know, how It wasn't that... a shock when I heard it. It is the first time I've heard it, or... I think I saw these special features 10, 12 years ago, actually, but I'd forgotten that anyway, if, if indeed I, I did listen to that. Um, but I, I kind of feel like the whole Max Shrek thing is a little bit undercooked. I think there would be enough there for a film of its own, you know, that he's, he's, he's going to basically take all the power from the city and, you know, everything that goes with that. Um, what the Penguin is trying to achieve, I don't really know. I mean, it becomes the mayoralty, which fits quite well in with what Shrek's doing but it, I struggle with Danny DeVito this time I, th- I don't know how much of that is the behind the scenes thing that I know he stayed in character the whole time which must have been fucking irritating and as much as I see I, as much as I see positives to method acting I think acted, acting standards over the last 40 years or so have been far far higher than at any time in, in sort of film history so it, it clearly yields results but when I see people like that and Jared Leto playing the Joker doing fucking ridiculous things for a really kind of broad strokes character anyway, then I just think, well, what are you doing that for? You could have just fucking put that on when they shouted action. Yeah. But it got on my nerves during this film and it all just felt too disjointed. The film, I didn't know really where the film was going if I was watching it for the first time. What What's the A plot here? Is the A plot... The mayoralty is the A-plot Catwoman, is the A-plot Max and his plan. There's nowhere near enough Batman in it. Um, there is talk, uh, again, uh, it is sort of explained. It's addressed in the in the commentary that he says, uh, Tim Burton says, I always thought that was a fundamental misunderstanding of Batman, that he's not really the main character. He's meant to sort of strike from the shadows. Well, I don't know how much I agree with that, to be honest with you. Um it feels very much like undisturbed because I think uh, I think particularly in the first four films, really the the villains are really the 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 showcase of each of, of each one. I mean, I, I suppose as a guest, there's a certain element of oh, let's get our money's worth as they are a villain or two villains a film. 
There is a studio attitude there because after the Dark Knight, they started trying to talk to Nolan about the next one. And they said to him, who's going to be the villain? Got to be the Riddler, hasn't it? How about Leonardo DiCaprio? And you think, well, he hasn't even started to talk about the themes of the film, where he wants to go with a plot, what type of challenge he wants Batman to face. But you've just gone, well, the Riddler's well known, isn't he? And Leonardo DiCaprio is popular. Mm. You know, I, I've, I've seen this it, with studios over the years. The that, of the month. But but the, it, but the thing is, though, that's what kind of like you were like at school. I mean, I remember like sort of going like, okay, well, who's going to be the next? But be, basically being that would be like the thing we would like talk about. So it was like, next, so ne- next film, oh, it's got to be Riddler now, isn't it? He's the next big villain. I can understand it, but the, the danger with that, particularly when you've started off with the biggest of them all, in the Joker and one yeah. of the biggest stars Hollywood's ever had in Jack Nicholson is it's going to be ever diminishing returns and I think but it took until Nolan to see the folly of <laughs> maybe that should that. have been the title <laughs> Batman of the ever diminishing returns yeah that would have been what the fifth one might have been called <laughs> this time with the clock king um, <laughs> calendar man <laughs> yeah calendar man yeah so you know I, th- I think that's as far as I'll go with it for now. I, w- I would just say that it's it's more disjointed than I remember. The the main villain kind of comes across really as the Penguin, and I don't like him very much. Uh, I don't mean I don't like him. He's not likable, but I don't enjoy him in the film very much. Um, so I think that's a step down from last week. Overall, I think it's probably a better film than last week, but if I had to put one on now, it would be the 89 film. I think it's easier, and there are less things in it that bother me. Yeah, I kind of came in with the same uh, thought going in. I was thinking, okay, this is going to be a bit more Tim Burton film, less of a Batman film, but probably a better film in general. And I kind of walked away thinking it kind of tried to do both. It tried to be a Tim Burton film and tried to be... A Batman film, and can and both sides kind of felt me le- felt me wanting. It didn't it didn't satisfy me too much. Um, I left de- wanting, you mean? Yeah, sorry, yes, sorry. It, it, it left me wanting. Um, I I wasn't really satisfied. I got a, a, a decent enough Tim Burton film, and I certainly didn't feel like I got a decent enough Batman film. You know, there are things in it that are that are great, as Dave said. The um, the the look and the production um, is is re- is really well done. It's exquisite. Um, it's great. I didn't really have a problem with the performances. I mean, I think the only thing I would say about Penguin is I'm I'm not entirely sh- sure I liked the direction they took Penguin. Rather, you know, because because sorry to sound like a, a comic book traditionalist, but I was, but I was um. Sort of analyzing like what the penguin character would be, and he is pretty much more of a gangster guy. He's actually quite intelligent. And I was thinking well, that's quite a good uh, foe for Batman to um, to tackle. And you've just kind of reduced him to this like I'm a freak kind of like in a Tim Burton film, and he's kind of like you're meant to kind of feel sorry for him, but really he's just kind of like he's just he's just Tim too... Burton likes his outcasts. He does, it? but then at the same time, it's like to make him more villainous, he's obviously wants to shag everything that moves because he obviously he's not had sex in ever <laughs> you know and 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 also he's got he's got like a really irrational violent sort of uh tendencies so he's just kind of think well okay well yeah good yes he's not he's not a very much likable villain but it just doesn't it doesn't really 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 work I like and Catwoman, i think michelle fiker's great in it 
Um, what makes her become Catwoman? Uh, well, I'd, I'd have to presume a few things. We'll um, get there. We'll you need to buy there. cats. Well, you know, I think it's more down to the down to the fact that she just went fucking mental, and that after 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 a near death experience, that's about as much you can. Well, that, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, but through cats nibbling at her fingers made her go like, fuck. Anything by cats. Yeah. That's fun watching cat. that scene when you've got a cat. What, nibbling? Yeah, you probably think about it, you probably see it no, and then you like no, to imagine. No, it's nothing to do with that. It's to do with the fact my cat was fucking mesmerised by it. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it. But, uh, yeah, cats love watching cats. But, you know... I love it when pets watch TV. I think that's really funny. <laughs> They're probably just thinking, "What the fuck is this thing?" Um, yeah, I think I think Michael Keaton's probably better as Batman as well. I think he's really strong when he's in the suit, um, and when he's Bruce Wayne, he just seems to be a bit more like, uh, "I don't know, I'm just going through the motions." I'm just I must say, he's, like... he's not as um, he's not as suave as he was last week. But um, he's, he's not really given anything to do. And there was no. there was one part of the film I can't remember which bit it was, where he's literally pouting. <laughs> he, he pouts all the way through this film. I never noticed that before. But it's like I, 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 I was watching um, really? <laughs> Quantum of Solace a, a while ago, and I was just saying to my friend, Daniel Craig pouts his way through this film, and I feel exactly the same way about Batman Returns. <laughs> he just Keaton pouts his way through the movie. He's like, mm, mm, mm. There's, there's no real sense about what he actually does, like Bruce Wayne. Like, like when he's first like, introduced. It's like 15, 20 minutes into the film, and you see a ridiculous back signal, mm. like, like sort of goes straight into the living room and he's and he's there literally sort of like looking like ref- like thoughtful, ref- thoughtful mm-hmm. <laughs> with his glasses and then that symbol sort of flashes on him so he looks up and goes oh, I've been summoned uh, it, it just looks a little bit ridiculous he now. leaps to his feet as well whereas most of us would go oh fuck alright go on then <laughs> if I must if I must he's like, he's, 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 he's... a beer <laughs> Well, he's not like that. He's just literally jetting out and waiting for the bat signal. Wait, battle, bat signal. <laughs> you know, it's like, where, what, what the fuck? Are, are you not like haunting the streets of Gotham to sort of like combat criminal? Why haven't you just shown up? Why you just and it's like what, waiting for the commissioner to sort of like, yeah, they'll they'll call me when they need me. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I generally, I, I, I think it's just a little bit of a mess, even though it's well done as a film. I think in its concept, it's it's. It's just flawed. Um, but Becca, what did you think? I've, I've seen like the the two that we've got coming up, and obviously all the Nolan movies. I mean, they're for me they're separate. Um, as opposed to this first kind of four film series, um, just with the whole look and yeah, feel. Yeah, they're, 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 the they're not canon, are they, Becca? Not in the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> I will count them separately, but then I'm I'm not. You know, they're, they're out there, there are diehard Bat fans. I'm a diehard rock fan, but um, <laughs> they all, um, I'll count those separately. Um, no, I think, because I, I, not that I dislike, as I said last time, not um, as I, I don't dislike the first Batman movie, um, but I prefer this one just because, you know, as you say, Dave, the look and feel of it is, it's, it's just really sumptuous. Um, and that's a really weird word, but it's obviously you've got like, where my rep? Um, well, I'll wait for it's a quizzy, so we're being quite pretentious between us tonight. Yes, glossy. But, you know, when you're going to say... We'll just turn into um, art critics for the remainder of this of this podcast. Um... All of our po- <laughs> black polo necks <laughs> looking very self-important. Eels. And he was bearing the sewer, eels. Um... <laughs> the art deco is very... 
Bourgeois. I found it quite trite and wanting. Um... Although part of me <laughs> wishes he was doing a sequel like The Nightmare During Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare After Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie? Or is it a Halloween movie? Discuss. No. It's neither. <laughs> We're talking about something else. <laughs> it's Quantum Baby. It's both. Anyway. I thought you said it was Bush, then. It's Quantum. <laughs> it's Bush. It's Quantum Baby. That would have improved Quantum Solace in my opinion. <laughs> also, if you listen to the statement, you'll get that reference. Um... No, overall, no, I, I do prefer this film to last week's movie. Um, yeah, the sort of look and feel of it is a lot more atmospheric for me. Um, again, it's still, for me, a Tim Burton movie, which happens to have Batman in it. Um, but again, you know, you've got the Bat, the Cat, and the Penguin. and Which is the worst and, tagline in the world and ever. Yeah, that's right. it doesn't trip off the tongue, does it? <laughs> but also you've got Christopher Walken hosting his craziest do since Zorin, um, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but no, just the, the look and feel of Gotham is probably most gothic we'll ever see it in the series. Um, everything just looks immense and really terrifying. Um, and I think the kind of it made up as like the Warner Brothers set of the time. I think over half of it was given away to Gotham, which I think is pretty cool. Just the sheer scale of it is is immense. Really, it looks more it looks more real. Like you can feel it's, it's really lived in. Um, I don't agree, actually. I think it's more stylized this week. I mean, I could tell. Oh, no, no, it's, it's stylized, stylized for sure. But it's still, it looks more like a real functioning city rather than a movie yeah. set. I know it, that's really awkward. It, it, it's, it's like, it, it still looks like a set. I mean, like, I think, in, um, I think in Batman, uh, the last film, uh, that had more of a city vibe to it, especially when it regards to the opening scene. Here, I think some of it was Chris. We saw it outside during the day as well. So yeah. yes, it was the, the back lot, too, but it, we so. knew it was outside. Whereas uh, I know a lot of this was shot on stages. Yeah, mm. but it definitely looks sure. it though as well. Definitely, definitely looks. I was, it. Well, I, I would say it, it does look good. Um, okay. I think, I think you, it you looks have, good. Yeah, there is a lot of obviously you've got not just Batman, you've got Catwoman, and you've got lots of origin stories here to to give over to. Um, so it's yeah, not very much a Batman movie as opposed to a Catwoman movie or Penguin movie, for example. Um, I do think, like plot-wise, yeah, you, you've got all these different characters going on, each with their own agenda, and it's not really clear what the one singular plot is. Um, but no, I still think the action's really good. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I would argue that Catwoman is a defining role for Michelle Pfeiffer. Penguin certainly a defining role for Danny DeVito, just in terms of like spending hours in makeup and you know not being allowed to describe it to his friends and family. And um, I've got some fun facts coming up about him later on. Um, Really memorable characters for sure, and you can see references in, you know, sort of like Lee Merriweather and Earth Kit, for example, um, and lots of references to Burge Meredith as well, which is which is really really lovely. Um, I, yeah, I just I really enjoy this movie. But, you know, I was kind of I was trying to, as as I do with these this film series, um, I tried to jot down you know plot points as I go along, um, but I just I got about halfway and thought screw this, I'm just going to watch the mil- watch the film. I'm enjoying it too much, so <laughs> <laughs> so jog on. Um, I, love, I, love, I love the fact that you're getting really like defensive when like we're not slaughtering it at all. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying you know I kind of enjoyed it and I'll, I'll sort of stick up. I mean, it's not probably not many means like the best in the series. Um, obviously, Nolan is is probably like, the the high point. Really. Yeah, but of these four, um, it might it might well. well be. I was gonna say I was just trying to think because I saw obviously Batman Forever and, ba- and um, Batman and Robin at the cinema. I don't apart from Jim Carrey. I don't who really actually who kills my... that film Stone Dead for Yeah, and obviously, like, Schwarzenegger is like, I still see you. Um, those That's are my, like, so bad, those are my... he is so 
bad. I can't. Film. I can't wait for that film. Anyway. I wonder, because I, I don't. I don't have very many kind of like um, prevailing memories apart from these two characters. So I'm kind of thinking, are they going to be like so bad they're good, or so bad they're bad? Everyone is shit in both films. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is it. Um, Forever is a significantly better film, but I don't really like either of them. No, but I mean, you've, you've got to go with these have more, I don't know, comic book look and feel to them. Um, but I would say, you know, they all get into their characters. Um, I, I just, I, personally, yeah, this this film for me is, is a high point, both in terms of it being like a Batman movie and a Tim Burton movie. So. Can I ask a question, Becca? What exactly was um, Catwoman's objectives in this film? Because I could not tell whatsoever. She was just crazy you all know, right she, okay great all right um, so she oh, she's she, she, she just mental she just or she wants to kind of seduce batman you know to try and get him on the side but obviously wants to get the revenge at the same time but i figure you know you know yeah, fans, well, revenge, and you have that idea of this coming i mean like she wants she she wants revenge on batman who who like who hurt her defending himself for being attacked by Catwoman. <laughs> like, She's what? just crazy. She obviously had some kind of mental breakdown, didn't she? So, I, I, I um, guess. I've been eaten it, alive by cats. It isn't, isn't strong plot narrative, you know, and and the whole, like... No, with, you don't sort of you gloss over that, really. Um. <laughs> you know, and the whole thing with... It has her own agenda. The whole thing with Copplepot was the, you know, Penguin. It's just... Why? Okay, so he wants he wants to resurface in the outside world. Well, what was stopping him before? Like you know, he's he penguin. He's like, well, I, I, yeah, but he still is. It's not like he no, had a nice face. But he has he has his um, identity challenged several times throughout the throughout the film as well. So he kind of flips between Copperpot Penguin, blah blah blah. Because because apparently he's now running this like underground um, gangster gang made well, of, is, made of is, like ex circus members. But mm. yeah, oh no, but I want to. I I I I I I you know I I want to like sort of like live in the outside world like be I want to reveal Normal myself person. so it has to be in a positive manner. Um, okay, but you think there'll be some sort of goal with that? But no, the, it's like they give Max Shrek the suggestion to make him mayor for his own gain, and mm. it's like he's like, oh, I've never thought of that because there was all the business connections. There wasn't anything beyond that. It was just like, oh, well, um. Now I've got like a you shitty. You see why Shrek wants it because yeah. the previous mayor has turned down his planning permission and stuff. Well, he's the only. He is essentially the villain in this film. You know, he's the only one with actual goals. I mean, I don't know that he is by screen time, but you're absolutely right because it all flows from him. Yeah, and it's like it's like it's like you said, like he, you know, if it was just Christopher Walken in a, in a silly haircut, being Christopher Walken as the villain. That would have worked fine, you know, and then let him like be like kind of like the financier of like ex ex uh, jugglers who are go- going around sort of like tormenting the city, you know, trying to get like his big power plant deal, you know. That would have made sense. That would have made you know that would have been something, but it just feels. No, Becca's the screen. There. <laughs> mm. I no, I don't know. I can't, on one hand, it would have because obviously Walken's got the charisma. And there's any personality um, and talent to carry it, but I'm kind of thinking, mm, you would need something else. It's not about to me. It's not about walking. It's not about I wish walking had been the bad guy. It's the purpose of the film. There isn't one through line that no. we're introduced to. This whole um, he's building a power plant. It turns out that actually that power plant is doing something very different, and I've, I've hinted at it already, but we'll, we'll get to it when we go through the film. Um, if that had been 
the hook on which we hang the film. I think that would have been a lot more cohesive than the sort of mess of different sub bits we've got. You could have just dropped Penguin and just have like him as the the villain and Catwoman, and Catwoman as like the the main through line because almost he, like a troublemaker because he screwed her up. She, yeah. He, yeah, he doesn't want anything coming out that he killed her, quote unquote. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't think you needed the Penguin in this film at all. And that would have that would have worked absolutely. That probably made a better film, and it would have had more. It'd be more of a cohesive Batman film. Would have been more of a better yeah. story, and then we would have had like Penguin directed by Joel Schumacher. <laughs> it would have <laughs> been it would have been Penguin and Riddler because this this is like the I think this is like the uh, this this film started the trend of having two villains in a superhero film or in, in a, a Batman film anyway. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, fun. That's a, that's a bat fact. That's fun. Um, that's but, unconfirmed, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's every, every Batman film since has always had like two villains. Now, yeah, it was only it was only in the first Batman film that had uh, Joker. Yeah. Uh, so and and a, l- a little bat fact for you: this was the first time, first twelve secret film I saw in the cinema. Uh, oh. Aged eleven, I know, naughty. I was going to say <gasps> it came out in ninety-two. Actually, so you yeah. may even have been ten. No, I was eleven because it was my, it was on my birthday. What I saw it. Oh, it must have been re-released or something. Oh, was oh. it? It was over the summer, you wasn't it? You filthy criminal! <laughs> did, you, did you sneak in with your mum or dad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, which of your parents are we going to implicate in the crime? I, I, I yeah. But I was told to sort of like try and lie my age. It, 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 was, it was kind of funny and kind of like sort of a, a little bit. I suppose a little bit sweet natured of me at the time because I was like that young and innocent. I was like, I really, really want to oh. see the film. So I really wanted to go and watch it in the cinema, but at the same time, I felt really guilty about lying about my age. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but, 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 but the thing is, no one really questioned no it at all. <laughs> I love the idea that like lie about your age and you've got to go, I'm seven. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are. <laughs> okay, uh, quite the admission there. Um, feel free to pause the show, listeners, and uh, go in and get over that for a little while. <laughs> Come back after a nice Let's, strong cup of tea. Listeners today won't understand it's 12A. Anyone can go with them on tap. It wasn't advisory, it was the law. <laughs> it yeah, was. there's no A after that 12, it was a 12. It was a hard 12. It was, yeah. Um, it is, it's, would you say this is a darker film? This is known as like kind of a darker sort of um, Batman film than the last one. I think it's darker, you see a bit of blood, didn't you? Okay, well, it's definitely darker. Uh, <laughs> and his, his eyeshadow is darker as well. Uh, I think it's, uh, <laughs> it's a darker shade. I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. I think on balance, yeah, it's a bit grimmer and all the rest of it. But it's not as violent, um, though, is it? No. Well, again, no. it's more sort of like cartoony, sort of violent. I mean, there's there's more kind of gadgets and there's more of a kind of Bond vibe. I think running through this film, um, in sort of like tech and gadgets and things like that. Um, but it's it's not it's not any more violent than you would usually expect. I don't think. I wouldn't no. say. No, I mean Batman does off few people in this, doesn't he? But uh, it's nowhere near the Batman v Superman level. No, <laughs> no, that's just no, you know, there's just disregard for anyone. I think in 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 Man of Steel, it just would have been nicer if, as him and Zod went like blasting through the side of buildings, Superman just said good morning to people. <laughs> I think I know. That would have been... <laughs> morning, <laughs> morning, everybody. I'll just, just like politely say sorry as just as the building crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> oh, there goes another 5,000 people. Oh, well. <laughs> oh. Oh, 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 there, oh, there's, there's the reenactment of Lion Lemon. Oh, there's the one. Oh, dear. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Alright, so we discussed this film sequentially. <laughs> oh, just say whoops! <laughs> we'll just say whoops as our summary. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, we, we start off uh, with basically, um, a Tim, as as uh, Dave uh, said in the, in the intro, uh, a Tim Burton snow globe, essentially. Yeah. This is um, the, the father of, uh, of Oswald, is. Uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman, yeah. don't you know? Mm. Who actually pops up in before Gotham. what we before what are commonly known as the wanking years. <laughs> oh. the, the silent wanking years, yeah. It's amazing he got caught, really. Uh <laughs> Uh, no, that was just my dodgy impression of Pee Wee Herman, which I can't really do. But... Yeah, I'm not even trying to do impression of Pee Wee Herman. No, I do know he had a Spanish neighbour which had the same so name in Spanish. <laughs> I don't know what that noise sounds like. I have no idea about that. Uh, but yeah, basically this is scored by Danny Elfman at his most Danny Elfman. Yeah, uh, it's very idiosyncratic. Sounds like a fucking carnival. Yeah, yeah it's very... La, 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 la. Yeah, very... So, very... But... Overtly carnivalesque, it's very much lay on thick, as if you didn't know. The music always tells you what's happening in each scene. Yeah, and I haven't you... said that. I love that. So, so what oh, happened? Like so, what happened then? So, they they basically give birth to um, a deformed child, a, 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 a deformed child who eats cats. Yeah, apparently. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> basically, um, that explains the cat. Yeah. Attraction later You've on. got like the doctor who delivers him, like coming out looking like he's, you know, urging to vomit. There is no God. Doesn't yeah. say that, but that's a look on his face. Yeah. So... Well interpreted. <laughs> so, um, so like all good parents, they uh, they put him in a basket and throw him in, into a river. Yeah. Uh, well, Moses' parents did. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I what? don't really remember something vaguely religious when I was at primary school. But yeah, so and th- and this is where we get the uh, the 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 Batman music, which is a bit yeah. weird. Seeing it's like, well, this this is Batman, even though we're seeing uh, a child in a basket going down the. Sewer. We should have had the theme tune from the Penguin adverts for the uh, chocolate bar. <laughs> yeah, waiting for someone <laughs> to p- p- pick him up. Yeah, <laughs> we'd have known where we were then. Other chocolate bars are amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and that, that's basically it. It's based, that's just basically the big introduction. We just see like a basket going down. So it goes to an abandoned zoo, and he gets kind of adopted by penguins. Which... I like the the, t- the Batman titles. It kind of un- unfurls on itself. I think that's pretty neat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really yeah. It's quite a cool title there. Um, yeah, some of the penguins as well. Get, there's like a mixture of um, animatronic penguins. I think there might be some that are like matte paintings, maybe. Um, like models, and there are a couple of real penguins in there as well. There's more than a couple. There's quite a few. Um, yeah, there's quite a few real penguins. But yeah, I think later um, in the film they had to like dress that stuff that all the penguins wore. They had to dress them over a number of weeks to get them used to. They did to uh, get them yeah. used to it, to looking like that. Yeah. So, but no, I think that's interesting. So, and obviously, 
they're very well treated penguins. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Then we go to. Um, do we go to Max Shrek next? Uh, yeah. Basically, yeah, it's we go straight to the uh, the tree, the Gotham's Christmas tree. Right. Um, thing. So yeah, we do get like uh, an introduction to that kind of that setting up. See, penguin with his little flippers going or whatever he does. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we get introduced to uh, to uh, Matt Shrek, Christopher Walken, being Christopher Walken, yeah. basically. Yeah, really stretching himself as uh, as he often does. He's still quite scary though. I think he's you know quite intimidating in this role. Yeah, I mean they've put quite a lot of dark makeup around his eyes and nose and shadow and stuff like that. That, that yeah, just makes more... him a bit skeletal looking almost. Yeah. yeah, he is a bit unsettling. I think maybe to kind of age him a little bit. He kind of looks like I like to compare it to um, in mm. the first Dark Knight movies. We'll see um, Kenny Murphy. Um, he wears a lot of like really kind of sharp, like pointed suits, and his features are kind of made out to be quite angular. I think we're here. It's kind of more. Yeah. Um, he's obviously made to look older. Um, I can't remember how old he is. That's really bad, but never mind. Um, but yeah, made it look a lot more kind of intimidating um, and quite. You know, you wouldn't want to meet him down a dark alley. Obviously, sort of shady business, shady businessman. Um, in terms of, you know, you always see him in grey or sort of silver or white, um, and it generally kind of makes him look, you know, as if obviously not very trustworthy. Um, but no, I do love. You know, I'm not a makeup expert. I know a lot myself, but I do like makeup in this film for sure. His hair does look like he's just been electrocuted, though. Yeah, literally, he stuck his finger in a. In a Plug socket, man. But he, 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 he looks and is dressed exactly like someone out of a Tim Burton film. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Literally, like. I, I don't know if that would have been even more exaggerated if Burton had, would have come back for Batman Returns here. <laughs> returns returns here. Returns, returns, returns. Return, Batman uh, Returns again. Yeah, so, returns, it's, returns, so it's, it's, a, it's a sort of light switching on thing with the mayor isn't it yeah cause we basically get established that he's kind of backing the mayor to kind of like have effectively control over the mayor um and we we, we get introduced to selena kyle who's his uh secretary very mousy very and yeah I, I, again she her camp isn't really well served here because she we kind of get the impression that she has these big ideas but we never get any hint of what those ideas are she just kind of goes like um well actually uh, I, I i have an idea well it's more of a question and then just kind of backs off really she gets like, like okay and then but okay but what i mean are you someone who has aspiration have you got like do you do, do you see yourself as someone who who wants to run a company what tell us more about this character we don't get any more of that at all in the film um, no, we don't, and and yeah, I mean, did he? Did he? Uh, yeah, has she got ambitions and ideas that are being stymied, or uh, we're half given that impression and half given the impression she's far too nervous, shy, and private yeah. ever to make that sort of impression anyway? Because he doesn't exactly tell her to shut up or anything. He kind of that you know he does actually. You would think well, if she, if she just came out of it, she would have at least had the idea. And whether it got taken seriously or not, she would have at least got the idea out. But she never does. He kind of she kind of interrupts, and then they both look at her. And she, well, they they both the whole the whole room looks at her as if to say, yeah, and yeah, and she doesn't do anything. She just kind of goes. Uh, 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 uh. 
You can and see then, why they've done it because it is to draw a contrast with what she becomes. Obviously, yeah. I think it only serves to kind of make that moment more of a contrast. Really, she goes from being like this sort of timid, nothing to meow, bitch. Like, but if it feels like had some sort of dialogue where she was just saying it to herself, of like of something that hinted like towards like of wanting to do something with her life or how how, how someone has grand ideas and is being like held captive with her confidence or or. Or, or whatever it is, it, it, it's never really explored. It's just kind of I think I, I feel here it's just like a trope that's just brought out just because it's a common thing that everyone's used to, rather than a, an actual piece of character development. It, it, it does. I take entirely your point, but it's never wildly bothered me. Um, yeah, yeah, they've got to draw a contrast with what comes next. Yeah, uh, um, and she's got to be somewhat bullyable. I think to be in put in that position in the first place, um, and it's all part of painting it as someone whose life's gone wrong because her first scene post transformation is an echo of a scene we see before that. Yeah. So no, I'm kind of all right with it. I I guess it's just it's just something that just felt a little bit like underserved, really. But I mean, we get we get more of that. I mean, Max leaves his uh, speech, um, which seems to be. Like a good few pages long, like yeah. <laughs> an epic speech. Yeah, and he does make some aside to his son, saying like, "We'll blame it on her." Yeah, yeah. It's a bit contrived, really, to be honest. Um. So, yeah. and then she, but she she finds it, and she desperately tries to uh, bring uh, tries to bring it to him, even though it's like way too late. And uh, and then the uh, the whole light show gets uh, attacked by uh, a bunch of clowns. Yeah, I, no, I, I hate. I fucking hate it when that happens. <laughs> that seems to happen a lot in Gotham City. You know, just beset yeah. by clowns. D- don't have light switching on ceremonies. I reckon. No, just yeah. outlaw them. Just quietly, sort of put the on switch. Yeah, you know. and the... one of those clowns is also Doctor Kaufman from Tomorrow Never Dies. Yes, he is. Yes, uh, he's one. He's the organ grinder with the monkey. He is. Yeah, uh, yeah and uh, and and these for guys... non-Bond fans, he was also quite. Well, he was in Ghost. Yes, he was. As the one who sort of well, teaches, well teaches Patrick how to ghost. He's <laughs> one of those character actors, when you pop up, you think, where have I seen him before? And he always kind of blends in. I mean, like for me, it would obviously always be Dr. Kaufman. But just like he popped up in lots of things in the 80s and 90s. Um, and you always think, oh, I know that bloke. So, uh, Vincent uh, Chevelli, is it? That's the one. I, I can never pronounce his name properly. I think about 2005, I think it was. Yeah. Because yeah. you from Scott and Shilkrit is a proper effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell about these things. I can shoot you from Skusgard. That's the proper thing. And you've immediately poo pooed it. That wasn't bad. <laughs> I like to have a go, but I'm not very good. But it's all good fun. It is all good fun. Um, so, yeah, these basically uh, circus folk come up with their machine guns, not actually killing people and just basically being a nuisance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the tonal problem of this film. Does it want to be? What does it want to be? Because it was to the studio. We'll get to that a bit later on. But the studio weren't happy with the end result because it was far too dark. And yet it pulls so many punches because it's got to be family friendly. So it becomes neither one thing nor the other. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Seen as like you remember in the last film, Joker just killed loads of people. Yeah. Like he he killed the entire museum full of people. <laughs> like. Yeah, and and like having like sort of people just wildly sort of like throwing machine guns, aimlessly not hitting anyone, 
like, yeah. like it's literally like people firing machine guns in the air, running at people, laughing manically as if like, was yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but we, we later find out this is an attempt to kidnap Shrek. Yes, yes. Um, um, uh, well, I think they, they do offer like some sort of the thing where his son sort of like um, sticks up for him. So there is some sort of like loyalty bond there. Like self, like like a selfless loyalty bomb between two. No, you could have written this character out, though, couldn't you? Yeah. Is, is Chip really that important? Well, he's called Chip. To start off with. <laughs> Chip. Oh dear. Does anyone do, do, do like you know, effectively upper class rich billionaire Americans call their kids Chip often? I can't imagine that. Well, yeah. You know, Chip off the old block. This well, that's probably what, what it was supposed to be. I guess. That's the only thing I can. And think his of. brother Buck. But yeah, so that, Batman gets the call. Yeah. While, while I love that shot. That's so cool. Busy, busy doing his impression of Rodan's the thinker. <laughs> Yes, and then oh no, bat signal. Let's wait, go. Although wait, he's wearing clothes, admittedly. Wait, where he's doing, where he's contemplating a lot, and then yeah, so he gets summoned. So he 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 just casually drives in. Bruce Wayne, he's he meant to be pretend womanizing. What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He didn't kind of obviously you have the obligatory, I don't know, love scene between him and, and Selena. But I just yeah, he's not kind of Batman. He, he, he does see a lot of Batman in this movie, but also he spends a lot less time compared to last week. Um, being suave and seducing the ladies and being Bruce Wayne generally. When I said pretend womanising, it's the womanising bit that's pretend not the women. I'm not suggested he like chats up like blow up dolls or something. <laughs> Phones our sex line. I think it was important to uh, clarify that. Hey, we Thank thought you, we, were gonna, we thought we were going to have to start a phone line because Be- Be- Becca's um, laptop broke down a couple of days ago. Um, Chris and I were discussing like ways to like have a Patreon, the, the, yeah. and we did come back to the like hear us finish quickly. Phone line. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up now, 50, 50, 50. Uh, <laughs> But back to the film, guys. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, but, so basically, we just get that action scene where like Batman just beats up a few circus folk by um, turning his whole body at once and throwing the occasional kick. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> though, my, though my favorite, and you know, I think this is probably like the, the one that's most memorable is uh, the, the the guy just the devil blowing fire, and then he's like yeah. sort of setting fire to the toy shop, and the the Batmobile comes along, and he's there literally sort of like blowing fire at the Batmobile. I'm thinking, what the fuck's that gonna do? It might blister the paint, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, he, he's there, like, over, like, aimlessly sort of, like, blowing fire at this Batmobile. The Batmobile just sort of, okay, slowly turns, puts the clamp on, turns around, turns, and you're thinking, like, oh, I wonder what this is going to do. Should I move out of the way? No, I'll just keep on aimlessly blowing fire at it. And then you The other thing is, he, he seems to deliberately engage that to set him ablaze. You think, <laughs> couldn't you have just driven off? He's no fucking threat. I Seemed a bit gratuitous, but all right. I mean, yeah, but he could he could have saved more time. He just could have just like drove into him, knocked him into the 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 fire the fiery toy shop anyway. Yeah, break his fucking legs, not you know immolate him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. But it is what it is. It's an okay sequence. I know. It's just, uh, it's just one of the things. Ah, see how you like it. 
Yeah. Uh, I guess. Um, and then we but they do they do manage to capture Shrek, don't they? Eventually. Yeah, uh, they, they they send Sh- uh, Shrek to see the penguin. Um, not before Selina Cow gets a first encounter with Batman. Oh, is that is it that early in the film? Yeah. Sort of, oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, yeah. they they can't do any action in that suit, so he just has to like move his hand a bit. Yeah, you can't then, move a lot. It's not till is it, I think is it next week we see. Obviously, they make a major change to the bat suit because there's not much room for movement. It's still in this really one, heavy, there? but obviously by next week you do have them. No, I think know, I think with, with this one, stuff. with this one, Michael Keaton was like, "Can we have a zipper, please?" You know. Yeah. Which think would make sense, wouldn't you? But um. But no. Uh, yeah. In this scene, is this what you mean by pulling punches as well, Dave? When the fact, the fact that the the bad guy's got a taser, or like yeah. a, but in most common situations, in at least in films, he would have a gun. Yes, uh, yeah, nice I guess so. Never really thought fight. about that because I've always watched this scene through the prism of Batman doesn't kill. We've just seen him immolate someone, and mm-hmm. this is going to give this guy quite a severe head injury, if not kill him. Um, I've had to make peace with that in these films. It, it's a bit more blatant in these first couple than later on. I mean, Batman kills people all the way through the Batman films, but you can kind of square it in your mind a lot easier later on, I feel. Uh, I've never... I've just... I don't know. Batman doesn't say a lot in this film. He doesn't. He's not. He wasn't exactly chatty in the last one. Yeah, there's a lot of one-liners. But he says nothing. He says very little here. Um just a stylized shot of his eyes and then he just pulls a bit of sort of brick out of a wall to hit this guy and it's all it's all a bit underwhelming it's all many for her isn't it because that's kind of like the first i think that's kind of what, what gives her the impetus that she goes oh yeah okay i think i might try and you know protect myself and it's the kind I of think the, it actually the, the, the shape of the shape of, of, of the taser as well in terms of like the cat's claw i guess it's a, very, it's a very tenuous link but i think for me that's that's kind of what spurs it on what i've always thought is it, it actually reminds me of banner and the hulk Banner and the oh, Hulk hate each okay. other. Uh, Catwoman and Selina Card don't like each other. Okay. Uh, they are two separate personalities in this take. Well, no, that's it. I mean, one's kind of very mal-mannered, and the other one's she's, very well, much yeah, she's looking at and... herself in a mirror later yeah. on. Well, not a mirror, a glass window, I think. And she's saying, why are you doing this? Yeah, exactly. Um, and later on, when she saves the sort of attempted rape victim, if you like, or yeah. mugged or raped, she's really quite hard on that woman for like not standing up for herself. I felt really bad. And she's she may like, as well you... almost be talking to herself. Yeah, literally. It's pretty much that. She's like, well, you know, you, you brought, bring it on yourself pretty much. So we um, need to see that she didn't stand up for herself. Whether you could against some big burly guy with a taser no. is almost immaterial. The Catwoman persona would not have respected that. I found that, that line also quite difficult to listen to, especially with, in today's context as well. Um, when she confronts that woman, and, you know, basically, basically saying, you know, it's, it's your fault almost. You know, what, what, you know, why are you doing this to yourself? Um, just because of the whole, you know, sort of the way you're dressed and things like that. But at the same time, I mean, it's just it's, it's fleeting. You, you just get on with it. Um, and yeah, as, as you say, it's pretty much. She's like, um, oh, oh, I can't remember the word. Yeah, it's a reflection of her, basically. Yeah. But yeah, so projection, we see that. Projection, that's uh, the word. Yeah. So I, th- I think there's an element of we need to see her as a complete victim at this stage. Mm. We've just seen her bu- kind of a bit bullied in her workplace and or ignored. We know that every error, everything that affects Max, he's going to blame on her. 
and then we've seen her helpless to an attack. It's fair to say that women don't fare well in this half of the Batman series. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, much anyway, better that's another podcast. when she's fucking sex mad. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Kidman is slightly rapey next week. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait to watch that then. Uh, Alicia Silverstone as well. I, 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 I've not seen Batman Forever in ages. In forever. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure what the whole. I mean, they, they make a point of her taking the the taser, but in reality, to what actually happens in the film, I don't see the reason for it. That's for one thing at the end. But I, I guess. But what in regards to the the what else happens in that scene? Does it like in 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 terms of oh, do I need a taser when I've stood next to a big vaulting electric thing? Yeah. Whatever, whatever they're called, is is does this really make a fucking impact? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that, that's that's my thought. Um, anyway, so yes, uh, penguin. Uh, basically sort of talks to Shrek and basically uh, Matt Shrek and basically says uh, I've got all your dirty laundry um, you're going to do as I say uh, and I uh, and I want to uh, I want to be up there and like yeah quite literally for the, any of those listening who haven't seen the film obviously Max Shrek is as shady business dealings shreds all of the evidence but then obviously it gets tossed and you know penguins in amongst all the sort of garbage and stuff and basically pieces it back together. Basically so says, he, you know, what, what, what you flushed down the toilet, I have on my mantle. I think it's a similar sort of line. Mm, lovely. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Is that everything he flushed down the toilet? That's probably a bit of a poor <laughs> shit. I just imagine this great big poop or something, some, you know. Some, some big, like, ship sculptures, just like... <laughs> That's the first thing that came into it. my head. <laughs> Mental image. Mm. Uh, or a mantle image. Badumch. Yeah, we also start to see his like array of like fancy umbrellas. Uh, yeah, yeah, he spent a lot of money on umbrellas. I don't know if he spent a lot of money on umbrellas, seeing as he can't go up to the surface. Unless there's a little like just out of shot, there's a little sort of. Well, it's the early nineties, very early beginnings of you know, maybe not internet shopping, but catalog shop, shop shopping for sure. <laughs> <Where's> <laughs> days of it's probably and what did you give us the address. <laughs> HTTP dot colon colon. No, I don't know. I don't mean the address of the shop. I meant <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Where's he going to go? Hmm. Umbrellas are us. Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> basically talks uh, Max around into sort of, oh, maybe I can help you, blah, 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 blah. Um, he appeals uh, to his, I don't know, vanity. Well, he just sort of thinks it's better interest. You know, it's like, well, fuck it, I might get in trouble with the law now. Uh, so, um, yeah, he doesn't say, "I've pieced together all this dodgy, you know, information on you." By the way, you're a handsome man. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> you're a handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really. It's just wallet. I, you have a very fine haircut. Yeah, uh, pulls out a hand. Go, hey, hey, Max, it here. Yeah, whatever. Um, Your buddy here. So yeah, uh, so here, we, so we have Selena Carroll going back to her apartment. Um, uh, we get established that uh, her potential date sort of cancelled, cancelled on her again. Um, Likes cats. Yeah, 
she likes cats, she likes to pretend that she's got a partner but doesn't. She goes, hi, honey, I'm home. Oh, I'm not married. Um, she's very pink, very sort of girly. Um, yeah. and that would dog, put me off houses. right there. <laughs> what, the fact she's got, like, kitten T-shirts on her wardrobe? It's just a garishly horrible apartment she's got, but yeah. But well, yeah, she gets back... It's a contrast later on, isn't it, when she turns into Catwoman, so... Yeah, she's the, oh yeah, it's a mirror of the scene, but she's she's left a message for herself saying she's left something yeah, back at the office. Yeah. So she goes back in the office and lo and behold, while she's there, Max Shrek comes to uh see and, and sees her looking at some uh, sensitive documents. Yes. Um something about a power bar and yeah, so uh Basically, and then we get, and then basically, she basically exposits his entire plan to him. And then, <laughs> says, and yeah. then says, and then says, but I won't tell anyone. The plan is that he has, is trying to get planning permission. Well, I think it's planning permission, but he's, he's trying to get permission of some kind for a, a power plant that will power the city. Um, but it turns out he's going to use it to harvest power from the city. For what? I don't know, but there you go. And she now knows how, this. How does that work? I don't know, Hoover? <laughs> just Hoover the up the are electricity. Hoover yes. all up. Um, yes. Bosh! I'm, 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 I'm not sure how that works, other than being really, really like um, economic with your distribution of uh, energy, which just makes good business sense to me instead of like stealing energy from people just don't give them any but anyway he's showing yeah. it all up for himself anyway, again you've got plan. another you've got he's another bond link as well we'll see when he meets uh, Bruce Wayne shortly which we'll come to in a moment yeah so but it's basically what I mean I do like Chris walking the scene because he just sort of like kind of plays with her kind of almost sort of say oh I had you there Not literally no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be odd <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sort of you know put a smile on the face just before you know yeah throw her to her death. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, she he uh, he pushes her out like uh, out, out the window and um, yeah, uh, assuming he kills her, you know she kind of falls through like those. I don't know what what they call those stands canopy stands. I don't know, but anyway, she kind of. Basically, sort of as near-death experience, and gets nibbled uh, on the fingers by a bunch of cats. But she has a life-changing. Yeah, I don't know. She flickers her eyes for a bit, which fair, she does really, really well. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Dave's not feeling it at this point. No, it's okay. It's it's okay, but the whole um. It's always very contrived, uh, isn't it? Yeah, the whole creation of Catwoman thing is it's just. It just wrote what we need at the start of these films. At the time, I had no, um, when you know, I had no other knowledge of Catwoman. I didn't know that she was just. She started off as a cat burglar. She was sort of a prostitute in the Frank Miller era, but that's because Frank Miller hates fucking everybody, women most of all. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, yeah, this was all a bit odd. Like, you don't really know what to do with it, do they? Dad? I don't think. Yeah, I think it's just basically she sort of as a, uh, a woman who's uh, been downtrodden on and been um, put put down and and just like, had a, had a basically 
a traumatic experience, literally by falling out of a building, and has you know, it's, it's kind of re- reawakened and, yeah, everything she used to be. Yeah, kind of something just sort of just switching the engine, and uh, I think what what what's what this character's about is a woman sort of standing up saying, I'm not going to take this shit anymore. Um, and just gone absolutely fucking mental. So she returns home kind of almost like in a, in a daze and then kind of repeats what she's already done and then just trashes her place. It goes absolutely insane. It sort of like sort of sprays a, a pink uh, furniture black um Sort of smashes the lights, like neon lights. So you used to say hello there to uh, hell here, and um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's a nice, nice touch. I think sees a bunch of leather. Think, oh, I know, I'm gonna sew a load of fucking leather together <laughs> and, make, and make a cat suit. Um, and so yeah, there's that's the creation of Catwoman. Also, what do you reckon? I mean, compared to other ones that we've seen on you know on the TV series and. Other sort of versions that are available. I think it's kind of very. Also, you've got the handmade look to it. Um, I think it's very slinky. I think it looks perfect. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Yeah, I, I, it's fine. That's the kind of pun that I was looking for. Thank you. I mean, look, it's very striking looking. I think you know, it's it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong with the, the design of it. I think uh, Catwoman's probably the most successful parts of the film, um, apart from her whole narrative. <laughs> but in terms of creation and performance, I think it's, it's really well. It's really well put together. Um, so, what? Why do we go from here then? Uh, from there, we go to um, the pink. We go to a, um, a press conference again, where they steal the mayor's baby, and this is Penguin sort of making his entrance. Yeah. But bear in mind, we've not sort of gone back to like Bruce or Batman since. Um, yeah, uh, the uh, they they try to sort of they do the false uh, thing where they sort of steal the the, the mayor's baby and it looks so obvious. Yeah, it just looks so obvious, doesn't it? Yeah, like at how... no point would you think that wasn't stage. Immediate... Yeah. <laughs> It's like, like, especially when he just rises out of a sewer. It's like, how has he just risen from a sewer? On a giant duck. Well, yeah, it's like, but it's like, okay, well, that's. Kind he, of must have been, he had to build the mechanism, surely. But yeah. <laughs> I'm always thinking, how's that duck going to fit through the manhole? Well, yeah, sure, very true. Yeah. It's fine, but it's like a lot of this film that I've really, really sort of felt this time. Everything is a means to an end. You know, we had to get all of their sort of transformations, if you like, or origin stories, and now we've got to get him up to the surface, and this is just the way they're going to do it. I don't think it's a great way of doing it, but they've got a lot to get through in this film. Yeah, so you just think basically they give themselves too much to do, and it just comes all very unfulfilling. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so, yeah, so they basically sort of make uh, Penguin a big public figure. Batman sees sees him on TV and kind of like at first feels like oh he's uh he's he's lost his parents I hope he finds them almost just like oh I have sympathy for this guy he uh he has parent issues and yeah, I wish my parents were still alive um pouts again and then <laughs> and then almost immediately he goes like ah no I'm not sure I like him don't trust him <laughs> Uh, and, yeah. and then, uh, and then, did, is it then he does an investigation about 
what potentially who the uh, is it the Red Triangle Gang? Do uh, yeah, the... they've looked into the background. Obviously, the Red Triangle Gang is yeah. I think that is a thing in Batman, but yeah, um, yeah, children going missing and stuff like that. We we're not really um, much. To, I think yeah, it's just that we know Batman's got doubts. We move pretty much straight onto the whole make him a mayor thing. Yeah, I mean, well, Bruce meets Max, doesn't he? You have that sort of like billionaire meets uh, billionaire um, uh, sort of discussion about like, you know, you have a surplus of power and you know, shame on you, Bruce. Too much power, no such thing. Um, and then he meets uh, <laughs> Selena Kyle, who uh, returns to Max's surprise. I, I really like um, Michelle Pfeiffer in this. When she, comes, when she comes back uh, as Selena Kyle rather than... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think she's she's terrific in this film. She wasn't first choice. No. She was quite a late replacement. Annette Benning was cast. Um, well, I'll come back about that later on. Oh, well, well. Tell us again later and I'll sound shocked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she fell pregnant. Uh, she'd just sort of taken up with um, Warren Beatty. So, she, yeah, she fell pregnant during it. And so there was suddenly a uh, casting vacancy, and um, and in steps Michelle Pfeiffer. And, sh- and well, first off, and not Sean Young. Tried to step Sean Young. Yeah, again, and she even made her own cat suit and everything. Oh, no. She was determined to get into that moment, wasn't she? She's just well, yeah. She's, she's determined generally. Yeah. So um, for somebody who was cast quite late, yeah, she did a terrific job in this. Uh, yeah, I, I almost think she's. I mean. This film made me sort of think, has Michelle Pfeiffer actually ever been bad in anything? I'm sure she's probably been in bad films. but has oh, She's she... been in a lot of bad films, but she's never bad. Yeah, so is she kind of underrated as an actress, you think? Um, quite possibly, but I, I do remember around the time of What Lies Beneath, the point was made how few, if any, $100 million grossing films she'd been in. Yeah. So she hadn't really been in anything... Um, huge. When I think of Michelle Pfeiffer, the first thing I think of is the Fabulous Baker Boys. Or She's Wolf. Really, really good in that. Uh, Wolf was a little afterwards. Yeah, she was in. Wolf. I probably think of this film, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, possibly. And then Wolf. Her draped across the piano, singing, making Whoopi. I tend to think of that before this. Yes. Or, or, or Grease Two. Grease Two, which I didn't think was. Let's that all bad, forget about Grease Two. I didn't think it was that bad, but there you go. I hadn't seen it in 25 years. Oh, Grease is a classic. Yeah, Grease 2 is not. <laughs> no. Yeah, Sorry. I, I'm, I'm not sure about Grease. It's just pure filth, isn't it? It's just teaching kids pure. But it's so catchy music, catchy <laughs> tunes. I don't know. It gets annoying after a while, doesn't it? Really. But I, I would say, Michelle Pfeiffer, I tend to think of this role. Yeah, you, you're probably not alone in that, Becca. Um... I mean, I probably would as well. That or Dangerous Minds. Yeah, yeah that's the, the other one, that, actually, yes. That's the probably the iconic yes. one. Uh, but anyway, yeah, she's she's really good uh, in this. Uh, oh, and obviously, Malkin playing is completely dumbfounded again when he sees a girl he likes. He's like, um, I'm just a bloody idiot it's now. His, it could be like one of those Warner Brother cartoons where like his tongue comes out of his mouth and blah, hits the floor sort of thing. And his eyes might come out and go, oh, oh, oh you know. I think <laughs> the actor would struggle to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe it was Jim Carrey maybe um, or like he framed Roger Rabbit yeah an actual cartoon <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um, 
And so they, they have a little bit of moment and, and instantly Bruce asks her out because, you know, why the fuck not? <laughs> You're a billionaire. Uh, so what, uh, what was I trying to do to the billionaire Bruce Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um... It's uh, Butler. <laughs> oh. And his stories about horse riding. And sacks of potatoes. Brilliant. <laughs> so um what I so think we need an Alfred origin story. Now we really haven't talked about Batman a lot here at all, have we? Well there is No we a... haven't because he's not in it very much. That's what I mean. <laughs> exactly. So um he pouts his way through the movie, that's I think the next time we see her is when uh we see him is when she blows up that Shrek store. Yes. So meanwhile at uh in in Max Tower, um Max Tower. Max Tower. <laughs> I know that. I knew that's what you were thinking of. Uh, Max, like, basically, so that song. <laughs> Max starts talking about impe- impeaching the other mayor and uh, getting uh, this new penguin guy, the mayor, because everyone seems to like him because he's got a, a sympathy. Because, cause yeah, I know. You think at least some of the time would go. He's really fucking creepy. Yeah, just just from a sheer politics perspective, an image perspective, you think most of the town would feel really sorry for him and treat him a bit like a small child because we tend to be a bit patronising to people with disabilities. Well, I'm not they, saying that they, we are, but that tends to be how society is. I don't think they'd immediately be making the mayor. Didn't didn't isn't that one that in the newspapers they they read out that one one of the civilians go like I feel five feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like but like kind of condescending myself, but yeah, I I I, I don't know. I, I guess it's I guess I think it's one of the things I, I do like about the film how it kind of plays politics in terms of like its PR and how you can sell almost anything if, if you've got like the right influence and power and you've got a right angle. Going for you, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I don't. I've just been like critical of it. Oh yeah, I don't yeah. really mean it. That's just nitpicking. It it never bothered me. It seemed quite a logical. Yeah. Within but, the world of this film, yeah, it seemed a logical thing for Max to do because it's the only thing that's come along that's got like a bit of sympathy and a bit of novelty, and he can cash in on quite quickly. But plus, also, he's like when he's like so suggesting. B mayor. First thing he goes to is not like, oh yeah, that's got a good idea. He's just thinking like, oh yes, I'll have a lot of people say yes to me, and like, oh, I'll have women. That's oh. the thing. He thinks he can get <laughs> women out of it. I think. And it's just think, okay, so this is the iconic Batman villain, Penguin. He's basically just like wants to get fucking laid. That is it. That that's his. Whole... That's it. That's his whole plan. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'm uh, comes in with a bucket of cold water to stop that happening. <laughs> and, and, and he gropes a girl's breast by putting a badge on her and all this kind of, all this kind of shit. That, that's a bit dodge, if you ask me. I mean, I think it's, I think it's harmless from a filming perspective. In that, you know, he's got like a glove on and he's wearing a prosthetic anyway. I don't, I don't like pity the actress or anything like that. But when you watch it, you just go, it, it just goes on very slightly too long. Yeah. He's there, like, point, he's a lech, okay? It's fucking film aimed at. And he bites a guy's nose, which is pretty grim, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so, horrible. But so, again, it takes ages happening. 
Yeah. I don't know if it's because I know it happens now, but it seems an inevitability once he leans in, and then it takes for ages of them sort of of him making various references they pretend laugh at before he bites the guy's nose. Yeah. It is just a little bit. How can you not see that coming? Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, no, okay. But so basically, he sort of okay. We plan to get rid of the mayor, right? Well, let's get my boys to start terrorizing Gotham again. And, and just for listeners, when we when we mean his boys, we don't mean his testicles. No, though <laughs> <laughs> no, they are literally terrifying. I imagine um, they yeah. are. Yeah, and, and basically, we just get a repeat of the 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 scene we have at the beginning really is like Batman comes in and beats a load up um, yeah he just appears every now and again to sort of put an end to some dastardly plan and that's about it yeah and, that's and the, also we have to have him sort of meet Catwoman yeah. in costume yeah Cat, yeah, Catwoman's doing her thing and they're like uh, they have a little meeting with Penguin and he says you don't really think you're win do you uh, which is like, which I, I mean, there are dialogue in this film which I think no one fucking says that. No one ever that that is not believable in any way. It's like we, it's like we're not in established like what it is you're trying to do. No, not really, not really. Um, uh, that would it's dialogue that suggests they've had like some long running um, rivalry or yeah. something. And like, no, <laughs> it sort of happened last night or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then, and then they and they both see Catwoman as the the, the Max's shop explodes and then like and he goes oh I saw her first I can book us up <laughs> it's like you gonna of... plant a fucking flag in her <laughs> I said like is it as if to say like yeah but for what like is if Batman's gonna go oh no well, I was I, I was wanting to uh, see I was what just would about be. to ask her to the cinema <laughs> <laughs> but you got there first. <laughs> It's like, After you, old mate. It's like, oh, no, I was going to ask you to join forces with me because, yeah, that that seems to be something that I naturally do. She might just be an incorrigible fucking arsonist. <laughs> she not be any great use to you. <laughs> but but and as it turns out, she just shows up at his place anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and obviously he sort of, like, starts trying to, like, seduce her with his... Not like really a... seduction, is it? No. It, it, you know, it's kind of just making it desperately obvious he'd like to have sex with her. Or anyone, really, in this world. Or um... anyone. That's the thing, you never get any of the impression <laughs> any of these people have... Well, it's, it's got a pair of tits, I'll do. <laughs> it's, yeah. it, it's, um, like, it's like, imagine if you just like wave like a new one and you instantly get over it. Like... Like a new pair of tits in front of it's like oh okay yes yeah, <laughs> yeah like another woman walks into oh it's all right then I'll try this one <laughs> uh, yeah the the bit where she put the bird in her mouth it was done for real she kept yeah. that in her mouth for several seconds which uh, I'm not sure if uh, um, RSPCA would uh, approve of that but that, that's pretty no, no that's, not. that's pretty no. impressive for uh, was, for her to do bird in your mouth as well well don't fancy that full stop but yeah it plays really well. That's a bit that I don't know. It plays really good, but it didn't cast it over. I thought, oh bloody hell, you know. But apparently there was um, they they tried doing it with a few fake ones, but obviously they looked too fake. So I thought, okay, we'll hit upon a real one. <laughs> what yeah, what no, was Burgess? What was big rubber bird just falls out of mouth? What? <laughs> 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 Bounces. You know. But I just oh, it's it's a bit creepy that scene, I must say. But um, it's it, it, it plays it plays okay. 
I just flinch and, and look away for a little bit. Yeah, I, I was actually quite impressed it was actually done for real. I mean, these days it would just be done mm, CGI, incredible. wouldn't it? Um, these days it would be CGI, but no. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, so, where do we go here? Where we get like more feisty fights with think Catwoman? They, uh, no, they decide to frame Batman. Oh, that was it, yeah. That was it. So they... um, To turn Gollum, Go- Gotham against Gollum against him? Against against his precious. (laughs) Uh, This is this penguin just wants revenge on, or Catwoman wants revenge on Batman. I don't really know. Oh, the penguin goes along with it because he fancies her. Yeah, Uh, because Batman threw some acid on her arm, and it's like, oh, she's pissed about that. But yeah, but even though she were literally attacking him, yeah. So I don't really know the beef for that but yeah uh so Captain wants uh, revenge uh penguin wants batman out of the way so it seems like okay well that seems to be a logical ish yeah kind of thing so they've got this um oh this is the night of the tree lighting actually which yeah. is odd because i don't know what they were doing in the very first scene but yeah they've got um they've got the woman there to switch the light on like the model well, they, they, yeah, that's the thing, Dave. They do it twice. It's like the, the same woman was there at the beginning turning on the, the, the Christmas lights. So I imagine this is like... Switch them on again. Switch them on again because it was destroyed by the the Triangle Gang. I imagine. It's not oh, very... Well, it was effectively aborted the first time. Possibly. That that's, That is my uh, assumption. Cause okay, it, fair enough, whatever. But she's back to do some ceremonial bollocks. Yeah. Um, Penguin and the Catwoman turn up in her... Well, a tent effectively yeah. where she's getting herself ready and they kidnap her. Yeah. Um, and she's thick as pig shit. And, uh, yeah, she's, she'd be the sort, the stereotypical, I'm also an actress. Yes. Yeah. When she believes like a batmerang is a camera. <laughs> oh, she's special. Yeah. And... As Becca's, Becca's hit on it, she's special. Yes. I'm not saying Becca's hit on it, by the way, and I'm not calling her an it. That's not what I was implying. But Becca got to the nub. She's special. <laughs> special special kind of person. So, yeah, they see that on TV. And Batman goes hunting for her. Um, and so he ends up on the roof with her and yeah. the Penguin. And the Penguin releases a load of bats. Yeah, this. Oh, kind of, cool. There were a lot of roof shots in this movie as well. Like, um, in with the previous film, we saw a lot of like rooftop action. Whereas here, not so much. You think, obviously, with sad news of um, Adam West passing, um, you know, a lot of the sort of the typical thing that we imagine with Batman is obviously climbing sideways up a roof. Um, here, there, I, I think that happens more in the like Val Kilmer and George Clooney films. Um, but we kind of get little hints of that here. I think there are scenes where kind of like, you're on a slanted roof, which I think is quite cool. Um, but yeah, we didn't get as much rooftop action as we did last week. That sounds no. a bit rude, but you know what I mean. Well, could it be worse? Basement action sounds worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, when I think of... I think there's a shot on the back of um, the Batman Begins. I think it might have been the DVD. Where Batman is sort of crouched on a on a sort of building roof corner with like his cape flowing around him and that's always my image of Batman yeah, I do definitely. like him looking down on things like that but it's the iconic image really. yeah but it's to frame him for murdering this woman 
why they would suddenly think he'd done that, I don't know. No, it's a bit weird. Well, well, he doesn't help himself, does he? I mean, like they they do set up by having like a load of bats fly out of everywhere, and and what does he do? Right, okay, well, I'll jump off the building and glide over everyone. <laughs> it's sort of like impact, like yes, it's me. <laughs> um, but but also what also annoys me is the fact that quite clearly she's 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 been left on the ledge, and it's like for a considerable amount of time. It's like well, just just just. Jump, jump back down on the roof, like you know, could have easily sort of jump back, jump off down. Could have been Batman could have said, quickly jump, jump towards me or whatever. And she, no, it's just they, they just stand there looking gormly. Or penguins go like, oh, I'll grab an umbrella. There's a load of bats, and then she just falls and dies. No, it, it just seems like such an easily escapable situation to kind of get yourself out of. Easily escapable. Overly exact, exotic death. No, it's a bit silly though. Yeah, but anyway. So, uh, yeah, so uh, the meantime, they hijack his car. They try to hijack the Batmobile. Yeah, they they put like some sort of remote control sort of thing. So uh, Batman returns. (laughs) There's the the title there. Batman returns to his car and and the Penguin takes sort of trying to sort of like I'd play with him almost yeah I suppose I that's, that's cool, he's got this kind of this child's ride hasn't he kind of like he's, he's, ride yeah. or something, 50 cents. he's killed this woman and now he's thoughtlessly crashing through the town so I get it yeah uh, it's quite a funny line though it's a little bad time to mention this but I just lost my license I think that's quite a funny line yeah, but he's just, he's just but yeah he just makes him like more of a child because he's in his little sort of toy Batmobile thing uh, I think towards this stage he's sort of beginning to lose it really, hasn't he? Because he's gone from sort of being somebody who's almost accepted by society, kind of to being shunned again. So he's right, okay, he's, but you know he's kind of regressing now. I think a little bit. Um, that's just my that's just my opinion of it anyway. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I mean Batman escapes it easily enough, and then he just sort of throws it like a tantrum. Yeah, it doesn't really paint him as kind of like credible villain, I must say. And uh, yeah, it records him saying loads of stuff, and then gets back to the Batcave, and then yeah, completely. Like, I didn't say any of stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, we, 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 what, what kind of like amuses me is you use the CD player as if it's a record, like. Yeah. <laughs> Outdated technology. Well, what is modern technology at the time? Well, I suppose yeah, true actually. <laughs> so. <Very high> tech. <laughs> It's just like the dumbest thing in the world. So, um, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of got the, the bizarre blend of like old and new. Like we were saying last week, how it could have been set, you know, in the then late 1980s or in the 1950s or 30s or 40s. Um, you know, you've got a bizarre mix of the two. But here, you, you know, it's like it's the same again, isn't it? You've got a mix of kind of like 30s and 40s sensibility in terms of like, architecture and design, and also well, modern it, technology. It's just a lot more Tim Burton. Like yeah, it's definitely. just that it's it's not sort of in any era. It's just Tim Burton world. Oh, yeah, Tim Burton universe. Tim Burton, yeah. So I and they don't really establish um, Batman's credibility. Don't sort of like they, they, they basically just tarnishes penguins, but uh, Batman's um, sort of name isn't sort of like. Oh well, he, he, he mustn't have killed the Ice Princess. There isn't any of that, is there? No, it's a bit lacking, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's it's okay. 
all of this. Um, but I mean, we, we, we sort of go racing into Act 3 kind of quickly because we, we go, I mean, he's only just announced his candidacy effectively. And, and we go immediately to Batman sort of, or Bruce Wayne, scratching a fucking Yeah, CD. a CD play. Like a record. Uh, yeah, it's and again, this whole plot fight is is finished with, and then like, and Max buggers off as they pelt him because obviously he's just like, okay, well, I'm distancing myself from you, and hey, that's politics, guys. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, yeah, Penguin just sort of like buggers off, and that, and and then that's it. He just sort of plans to sort of just right. Well, I'm just gonna kill all the children then. Yeah. Which is just odd. Well, apparently this was something he was planning anyway, because he was like making lists. Was it like, just revenge against parents? I don't know. Yeah, I it guess was, it was like was it, so. This, was this going to be always be his thing when he comes mayor? So I don't know I'm going to kill fucking children. Um, so yeah, he plans to sort of steal uh, all, all all the all Gotham's like firstborns while everyone's at the masquerade party. Um, and interesting enough, everyone's wearing masks apart from uh, Selena and uh, Bruce. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Well, I think that's sort of like it's the one time where they've got their masks on because the masks on really their faces. Well, literally, yeah, that's like their real, yeah. real mask really, isn't it, I suppose? I suppose that, it's a metaphor, Becca, it's a metaphor. It is, it's all metaphorical, <laughs> exactly. But it's the same, you know, it's kind of, you would know who it was, I just, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Well, so I, I guess they showed up generally wearing like masks covering like the top half yeah. of the faces. They were like, generally. "Oh, they look oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, they look oh bugger. <laughs> uh, yeah. But but they figure each other out anyway by saying they're Mister Toline, um, and mm, there's like, <laughs> okay, Becca. Um, well, she's got a very sparkly dress on. Yeah, to to the music of uh, Susie and the Banshees. Oh, how about that? Uh, um, so, fun fact, folks. Yeah, and then Penguin bursts through, and then uh, tries to take Chip, but then Max says, "No, take me instead. Come on, you really want to kill me?" And then he goes, "Oh, okay." And then takes. I suppose Max. that has been trailed earlier that there's a bit of they do look out for each other, father and son here. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just that kind of that, but that's about it, though, isn't it? So that's the only sort of thing, but yeah, I, I guess there's that sort of like firstborn thing, um, that angle. So yeah, so uh, it takes Matt, and so Bruce jumps back into action as Batman and stops what is seemingly uh, a crime in progress by saving all the children, uh, which you think. You think logically, you think the penguin would have like, would have done this before storming the masquerade, making like a big scene, like announcing what he's doing. You think he would have sort of like, right, I've already kind of stolen the children, now I'm going to do this, the big showcasing. I, I don't, it, I've lost all track of what they're really trying to achieve here. Yeah. It, it just strikes me as it's studio mandated to have some build up to some big action scene at the end of the film. Um, how good a job they've done, I'm not really sure. But yeah, yeah. 
So, so, so obviously that pisses off Penguin, so he instead he decides to attach a load of missiles to a bunch of penguins. And then Batman... Things, things, things are, the thing in this film seems to be a challenge for Batman. Have you ever noticed this? Yeah. Everything is resolved very easily. I mean, apart from a, a fight with, with her where he gets hurt, simply because she plays on the fact she's a defenceless female at one point during the fight. Yeah. Um, none of this is a challenge. He turns up and does the little bits he needs to do. You know, when you think about, you can argue about how good the action is, but when you think about um, Batman Begins and the race against time to stop that thing before it gets to the tower, there is real tension in that. They're against the clock. They're against sort of traffic. They're against everything. It needs two of them. You know, there's an element of, there's tension in that. Similarly with the Dark Knight Rises, that bomb with the ticket, literally the ticking time clock on it. They're actually against formidable foes who I don't see that here. Um, Yeah, I would inclined to agree. Basically, there's there's no kind of real need for Batman to kind of do, you know, to turn up and sort anything out, really. He's just, it's it's all all too easy for him, basically. Um, I would kind of say this isn't really a, it's more about Catwoman and the Penguin and Shrek, for example. It's not necessarily the Batman movie as such. But yeah, there's no kind of real threat and there's no real impetus for him. Um, But yeah, it's all a bit too easy, I would say. It's a it's a series of cameos, isn't it? It's, yes, he just drops in to do his bit and go again. And it, yeah. Not not a series of challenges. No, I, I'm sounding so much harsher on the film than I feel because I still hold that it's the best looking of the first four. Mm, it it sounds great. great. Sure. It's well acted. It's got real vision. I, I really like it a lot. It just but as short, you start to pick into short it, on some plot points. Definitely. Yeah, I mean that's. That's kind of where I come from. It's just when, when you actually start reviewing it with a critical eye, you suddenly realise, actually, this is like, isn't this isn't actually very good. You know, I mean, the, 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 there's parts of it which are quite nice aesthetically, but as a film, it's just it's just kind of very bland and, and a bit all over the place, and has ideas but doesn't really follow through with them and gives up on them halfway. You know, it just. It, yeah, it, it you know as, as an actual like piece of storytelling, it, it's actually quite poor. I think one of the very few one of the complaints you very rarely hear about this film, but it's really it's starting to sort of crystallise in my mind here now. That how many superhero? I mean, look at Spider Man Three, which we'll cover sometime probably next year now. But when you look at Spider Man Three, it's a mishmash of the he wants he wanted to do a Sandman film, Sam Raimi. Yeah. And the studio wanted to do a Venom film, because Venom is probably the most popular with fans. So Venom got shoehorned in and done really badly. But at the same time, you've got to do something with the Harry storyline. So it ended up a mess. And, and nearly every review of that film points out that it's just overstuffed. It's not inherently having three villains. It's just how they're used. And it doesn't, it doesn't coalesce into one story. And actually, although that's rarely said about this film, I think that's the problem here. Kinda. I mean, you do think, is there a need for two villains? It's like it's almost as if to say, like, like the first go-to was Penguin, but they they kind of thought maybe Penguin wasn't a strong enough uh, person to 
having a film on his own, so let's throw in Catwoman as well. And then, so while we're coming up thinking of a plot, let's create another villain like Matt Shrek to kind of come as as the kind of like the the person that that comes that comes in between it that makes everything work. But meanwhile, you have three villains, one that one that kind of works that you made up to make the story work, but the the principal main main two villains, which are you which are going to be your main selling points of the film, don't really work within the film's narrative because they kind of. Yeah, I mean, there's a tenuous link yeah. from the Penguin to Catwoman in the same plot, in that he helps her because he fancies her. So it, it, it's, it's. I don't think it's inherently the number of villains. I, I don't think you could have had Shrek and Catwoman. You could have had the Penguin and Catwoman. There might be a, a possibility of managing to do something cohesive with all three, but it's all a bit messy. It, it doesn't sort of gel together. I mean, it's, it's nice to have. I mean, you've got like you know Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito. Um, yeah, it's great talents in one movie, but I think they don't kind of. It is very confused. Um, they could have done one or the other, or just two rather than three, but have that and shoehorn Batman into it as well is a little bit too much going on. I I agree, and that's why, you know, Michelle's Pfeiffer's, you know, the Catwoman's sort of birth, if you like, is kind of a bit rushed, and I I you know, and and him coming to the surface, the Penguin, this really hackneyed, really not very well done sort of baby stealing scene. It's all very contrived because they've got to get through it quite quickly. That said, I mean, the, the one thing I do want to say about Danny DeVito is I've just said that I don't particularly love the performance and I find it difficult. I don't find it particularly enjoyable to watch. But he's very good. He commits to a strong performance. It's just maybe not necessarily the take I would have wanted to see. Yeah, it's just more the decision they, they decide to go with the character rather than the actual performance. Yeah, he, he does more than, more than anything. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so, oh, you concur. <laughs> you concur? Good. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, That's my two cents. So, well, basically, you know, we have Penguin kind of, like, sort of, pretty much gets killed by falling into the water. He kind of resurfaces again, but then just dies. Um, Match. Uh, Matt gets um, electrocuted by Catwoman um, in a really odd way. I don't get the whole "give me a kiss" reasoning. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Reasoning and the motive, like, yeah, it's just okay. Where's all this coming from? Was there sexual tension between you two, or what? What? Like. Yeah, I think I think yeah, Becca, it's just right. It's just weird. And again, I don't know why you're bringing up. It's like oh, we she picked up the taser before. Let, let's bring it in to make some sense. Well, it doesn't make much sense when you when you're standing behind a big electrical grid that, which is essentially doing the fucking damage anyway. It's a little bit odd, isn't it? I just think yeah, they could probably do away with this scene. It doesn't really add much for it for me. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you do get a Raiders moment, do you, when you take off the? the oh, that's what, true. Yeah, there was a vague Raiders yeah. vibe. Um, but yeah, that that so that's basically it. I mean, like you know, ev- everyone's dead or Catwoman seems dead. You know, we can't find the body, so um, Batman goes back um, into Alfred's car, picks up a cat, uh, and then. 
the the camera lifts up above, above the city and then you see Catwoman's head and then yeah credits and then uh, yeah that's Batman Returns yeah brilliant underwhelmed by this film no the funny thing is I still think it's probably the best of the first four we've got to do the next two and and approach them with an open mind it's fair to say Batman and Robin isn't going to be the best of the four but you know I will try and watch Batman Forever on its own terms as something a lot lighter and so on but at the same time um, I found it a tougher watch tonight and I had a lot more fun I don't think last week's film is necessarily more fun, but I had more fun with it. I found it an easier watch. It, you know, it's all in fa- fairly broad strokes. This film's got too much going on. It's got a central villain performance because I think the name villain is meant to be the penguin of the three of them that I don't really like very much. Um, and Batman is making tiny cameos in his own film. And Chris hit on it tonight. I've never really thought about it. No challenge. None at all. It's much more of an ensemble piece. It's not like sort of like Batman, you know, it's, it's like Batman and Catwoman and Penguin and Night Shrek. <laughs> well, it's just like, it, you know, it's like the tagline says it all. The, the bat. Cat, Penguin, the, yeah. Bat and the, and the, and the, it's, it's like, there's no thought. Literally, it's like, they couldn't think of a tagline and you just thought, um, let's just list the villains then. We've got three. <laughs> Let's list the three main characters then, shall we? Okay. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's I, the start of the studio. I mean, Tim Burton said, we'll, we'll come back to this next week because it's more relevant to Batman Forever. But he was being asked, he was being interviewed by toy companies and he was saying, well, what is they going to be and all the rest of it? And he was like, well, we haven't designed them yet. He was being asked for what Catwoman was going to look like and all the rest of it, and he didn't know at that stage. And it, it, when you look at it, because it's quote-unquote darker, we think we don't think of this film as as commercial in its way as the two that are going to follow. But the fact is, all the hallmarks are there. An overstuffed film with a you know made a bit by committee, and neither fish nor fowl in terms of the amount of violence. And serious, yeah, seriously, I, I, I think it kind of falls between two different stools. That it's sort of a Tim Burton film, it's sort of a Batman film, it's sort of an adult film, not an adult film. I don't mean that, but it's no. sort of it's sort of for kids. It's sort of it's more it's kind so- of like twelve, you know, ten, yeah. eleven, twelve, thirteen year olds, rather than seven, eight, nine, ten year olds. Absolutely, but yeah. But yeah, well, so, you know, what do you guys think? I think, in fairness to it, do we do have a different mindset when we're watching a film to review it? Because um, we are a lot more critical. So when, well, I know when I watch a film, I know I'm going to be reviewing it. I, I look at it a lot more critically. So this is probably why I sound like I'm probably picking it apart. If I just casually watch this on TV one night, I probably won't have the, the issues that I would normally have. Though they they would probably present themselves to me now, so <laughs> but um, but it, but if I wasn't reviewing the film, I probably would have just casually watched it and and enjoyed it for what it was. I think um, you and I like it more than has come across tonight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I I I watched it a few times. And I just I still had uh, issues with it. But then again, I say that acknowledging I was watching it with a critical eye. So 
But you, you, you tend to watch things differently, don't you? I mean, if exactly, you're yeah. it, you are going to watch it through that particular lens, aren't you? But yeah. then if you're watching it for pleasure, then you just think, oh, yeah, I'll forgive that, or I'll let that slide. Or, yeah, definitely. Um, but but then, I, I do think, but, I mean, for, for me, it's, it's still like one of but, my... But then again, Becca, like, if I'm yeah. going to watch something for, like, let's just, just purely for enjoyment, I'm probably more likely to go for Batman Forever. Or something, yeah. Or, or well, something, yeah, a fun film, or, or something along those lines, because I know well, I'll, I'll, it's, got, it's not going to give me anything to think about. So I might as well just enjoy like the the spectacle. Whereas somewhere like this probably wants to be a little bit more intelligent, and I kind of like require that from a film that does that. If you're gonna, I, if... be, I don't know. We'll see what it come, when it comes to next week's films. Yeah. And my reaction to it, but yeah, I probably still will you know pop this on for example, just because it it does look so good and it sounds so good. Um, and all of the individual roles are so good, but I think for me it just doesn't. It's, it's still sort of one of my favourite as the series of the series, apart from the Nolan films. I'm still determined to get this episode, but um, it's kind of. I, was, I, I want to say like it's more than the sum of its parts. I don't think that's right. Um, I think it's but, absolutely um, the opposite. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's literally it's, it's parts, parts are great. Parts, so it just doesn't coalesce. Doesn't come together. Yeah. yeah. So it's because I'm late and using the wrong kind of metals. Um, oh. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, great individual. But sometimes, I mean, overall, I, I think it's fantastic. It's really enjoyable. Uh, an enjoyable romp. Um, romp. But yeah, there's some bits I got a romp. But yeah, individually, sometimes they don't come together. But um, yeah, I love Walken in this movie. Um, he is pretty much playing himself, but we love him for. It. Um, DeVito is fantastic. I think it's a real defining role for him. Uh, really memorable role for him for sure. Um, Save Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Keaton pouts his way through this movie, which I never noticed before. It's all good fun. Um, costumes and sets. Don't see enough Alfred. That's my only. That's one of my main complaints. Definitely, um, we haven't mentioned him tonight, and I love Alfred in this series. No, he, he has like two seconds of screen time or something. He's you know not as we've barely not as prevalent we've as barely he barely mentioned will be Commissioner Gordon because he's not very well served in these four either. Just no, a bumbling, yeah, same, overweight old man. No, it's the same chap from last time as well. And it's like, yeah, we don't. It's kind of really integral characters to the Batman series. You don't see. Um, it's probably, a shame, but yeah. I, I think he probably has like four lines in the entire film. Probably. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm. Sens- I, I still enjoy it. I'm sensing a little bit of an upset with this. Um, I don't be that surprised if I turn out and say. I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed Batman and Robin over the over Batman Returns. Could be for completely other reasons, but yeah. Well, I think I think you will be more spellbound by Batman and Robin. <laughs> you can't take your fucking eyes off it. Whereas <laughs> I was drifting out of this a bit tonight. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where we get but, there. Um, I, I mean, for me, I like it more than I'm coming across here. I do think it's the best of the original four. I think that speaks to the credit of this film. I do think it speaks a bit to the detriment of the four. Actually, I don't think yeah. any of them, any of the sort of Nolan films. Whereas I think I started this thinking it would sort of split the Nolan films. I'm not sure I think that now, but let's see where we are in a few weeks' time. But yeah, better than I'm making it sound, but messier than I think it's normally considered to be. So, uh, Dave, I am uh, I'm kind of need some, uh, some facts, I think. Well, I don't know where you'd find things like that. Uh... Hang on, let me see if there's any on like Wikipedia or something. Hey, we, we got to sort this out. Have we got something in house where we can like disseminate information, not only to us but to our listeners? Lo and behold, backpacks. 
Your neighbours are going to be like, what the hell are you going on about? They're just going to go, oh, it's obviously time for Bat Facts. <laughs> bat Facts time. Um, at the end of the Batman series, I will have some actual facts about actual bats. Brilliant. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went on a trip Star Wars, the other week. We'll be learning all about stars and wars. <laughs> <laughs> Although Star Trek, we didn't learn. I learned neither about stars or Trek. Or Trek! So... <laughs> yeah. Well, the universe, you know. And Bond, we didn't learn anything. Never mind, just stop there. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't learn anything about actual spying. <laughs> no, we didn't. Oh, Bond. James Bond isn't very good at it, because everywhere he goes, he's expected. No, but fact number one, um, British Meredith was offered the role of a penguin, um, but obviously turned down due to ill health. Um, and there's a scene early on in the film, you know, where they're trying to do the penguin's kind of image, and he tries, yeah, I have this cigarette. You know, take go back to your roots, and he actually spits it out, and that's also a reference to um, British Meredith's cigarette chomping, chain smoking penguin. Yeah, I think so. It's such an iconic thing for the penguin to have, uh, even in the comics. And it's just a bit of a weird sort of thing to say. Oh, no, I'm not going to go for that. No, they just kind of just shove it in his face, and he just <laughs> and spits it out, and it's like, yeah, oh, okay. But, but he's got it in the poster though as well. Yeah, I think it's just it's just kind of a reference to to that really. So I think because it's very much. I mean, you think of. I mean, the joke in that, you sort of think of, you know, sort of the modern interpretation of it, but you you know, you would sort of think of, like, for the penguin, you would think of not Mergis Berardith. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a kind of shame, Did you though. say Mergis Berardith? I did. I, I, I purposely did that. Oh, you did, because it was quite natural. I did it on I purpose. think you have a future as a thespian. Sorry, a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant a thespian, sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit odd how like um, I suppose Gotham's done it now the TV show, but there hasn't really yeah. been like a an actual fair reputa- uh, live action representation of um, the Penguin. You know, this is this is very. Oh, I mean, the, the last time I saw a take where I thought, oh, I like that, was actually the Arkham games. Yeah, well, that's that's a good point actually. Yeah, I think the games have done quite a good service to it. I think. Mm. But but I suppose Gotham is get is doing that as well as a younger version of the of, of the character. Yeah, it's gonna go in that way, isn't it? I think. But uh, I mean, you've you, got to keep on having these kind of iconic callbacks, I reckon. I I I I don't watch Gotham, so I can't tell you what it's like now. But um, yeah, it's just a bit weird how like his big um, feature length film, and he's just a grotesque sort of man beast almost. It's yeah. it's just it's just a little bit kind of okay. It's a little bit. I think brilliant though. I, I do love the makeup of it, and it's just it's a very scary costume. So I, I do I do wonder because I think think about if you look at the character, you think oh, it's a shame Nolan didn't do at least something with Penguin or something. You know, like would maybe maybe it's coming. We don't know. But not Nolan, Nolan, not for Nolan. Well, no. not, not, not now, <laughs> but maybe later on in the future, you know, I think, are probably going to be repeated again and yeah, again. I, I think we got a shot in in Batman Superman. We got a shot of Arkham Asylum. And obviously you had Harley, and we saw. Oh no, I think that was in Suicide Squad. Sorry. Suicide Squad, yeah. Um, yeah. That I think it's stylized enough that you can get that sort of Arkham Asylum game almost aesthetic into it. I think mm. you could. I think in that universe you could make the Penguin work. I think in that universe you could do Poison Ivy, but you couldn't have done it in the. In no. The no. No, that was, that was very much you know in, in the later sort of films that we're going to that come was, to. That's pretty it, much where she it, belonged. If it were real, how might it look? Yeah. Otherwise, you learn that with Poison Lenny from The Simpsons. 
which again is hilarious. And then anyone who finds that hilarious, oh. We're not feeding this painful addiction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back fact number two. Um, as we said earlier, um, Michelle Pfeiffer was just paid just three million for her role. Um, oh, it, it would have just gone, it three gone million. Just three million. And mind, you know, back in 1992, it was a lot of money. Um, Whereas now it's just fuck all. I buy some <laughs> Tic Tacs and I'm out. Compared of to money, um, not gay. Although Annette Benning was going to, I think she was due to earn like five million for it, which is a bit shocking. Um, but compared to Michael Keaton's 11 million paid for the role of Batman. Um, yes, this film overall's got a budget of 80 million dollars. Against last week, it was budgeted at about 30, but it did overrun. It came in somewhere in the high 40s last week. So three years later, this is a significantly bigger budget. But fact number three, this film set a new record for the highest grossing opening weekend in America. Uh, until a little Never. film co- called Jurassic Park came in the following year and smashed those records. Which I also saw on my birthday. You should have yeah. cast some dinosaurs in this. Perhaps a dinosaur could have played Alfred. <laughs> I won't make any jokes. Um, a dinosaur did play Alfred, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of that when I said it. <laughs> really? No, I didn't. I just oh. put a dinosaur somewhere in the cast. Bad fact number four, Max Shrek. Obviously a reference to um, that's Max Nosferatu. Max Shrek, that's it. Um, obviously they really disguised is, that well, didn't they? As, as, as if you didn't know. Obviously this film is really coloured by sort of Weimar cinema, um, German expressionism, as we know. Obviously influenced by, uh, well, Hitchcock probably a major influence on his films, which we'll come to do later on down the line. Um, but obviously not a reference to Trick about the green monster, voiced by Mike Myers. Mainly um, <laughs> in case you're wondering. Hold on, I've heard that name before. Mm, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a reference to 2012 either. What? No, <laughs> clearly not. And obviously, back fact number five, as we mentioned previously, um, Paul Rubens. It can be spotted at, at the very start of the film, um, briefly seen as Oswald's dad. Um, not again, jerking he, off as he was. No, in the film. Um, and obviously pops up in Gotham. I think probably one of the many early series. I, I can't. Myself, and I've not seen it yet. I, so. Well, firstly, I thought it was a shit idea for a show because I don't care what Batman's up to when he's fucking 11. <laughs> um, but quite apart from that, um, Jada Pinkett Smith was probably the worst performance i've ever seen in fucking anything i really? got through about i got through about three episodes she was in she was in a completely different fucking show to everyone else Aww. i hated her in it I, I only got through about four episodes couldn't stick it anymore oh no so i don't watch gotham as a batman fan i do not watch gotham okay I'll yeah you, you know yeah. what I, I don't really watch gotham i i i, I mean i am probably batman's probably my favorite sort of comic book character um and yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those things where they just they're doing too much at an I early stage. Care. It's like but you're gonna have all your villains established, and Batman's like not even anywhere near where he's gonna. So it's just it just feels like a little bit too much. Like you're just overdoing it, and you kind of you kind of had your idea of a show, and you kind of like you're just running your all your ideas to the ground almost before yeah. you know it. it I don't know. I don't know where it's going, but... And also part of it, of course, is that in modern interpretations of Batman, 
there's almost a, a counter-argument that the very appearance of Batman brings out a lot of these crazies. Yeah. So I don't need the origin story, I don't. But the thing that really made me switch it off, because I thought, well, I'll give it a go, was Jada Pinkett Smith. And I know she's no longer in it, but I found her so fucking irritating. I, I heard she came back in it. Oh, did she? Well, I'm not watching it then. <laughs> I've got no problem with her generally. I just thought she was absolutely horrific in this. Anyway, is that the end of the factage? That is. I've only there, yeah. Well, a apart from all the whining then. from me and Chris, that's fun, folks. <laughs> fun fact, Dave Bond didn't like Jada Pinkett Smith in Gotham. Well, yeah, what do you expect uh, from the, the mother brought you, uh, Jaden? Yeah. To be honest, that's still her more seen as crime. <laughs> having said that, there is something about having to grow up in public that I do feel a bit sorry for them. Because he yeah. may not be as like awkward and knob-end in like, five years' time. He's probably just going through a difficult phase. Yeah. Probably. But he's going through a difficult phase with cameras on him and a shitload of money. <laughs> <laughs> so he can get like his custom-made white bat suit. White bat suit? Have you not seen it? Oh. Google it. It's this got to be pictures of it. Hang on a minute. Hang on. We'll post a link for this as well. For our listeners. Why about suit Jaden Smith? Ooh. Yeah, there are pictures of it. Why would you do that? Because he's a bellend. <laughs> it's, just, it's that kind of... Oh, God. Yeah. So it doesn't even look like Batman. Not really. It just looks like a tit. Bat boy. I <laughs> know. But he went to some like he went to more than one public event dressed like that. Do you think he's think he's gonna pull ladies dressed like that? I think he's gonna pull ladies being related to Will Smith and having a load of money. Well that's probably true. I don't think he's got any problems that way. If that's the way he swings, I don't know what you know, I don't know. Because I know his I know he talks about his gender as kind of fluid. Well, that's fine. But I um Well, you know what he could He's growing he up in do, public, you know? that is difficult. Having yeah. said that, now I've made a token effort at showing sympathy. He's such a twat. Well, he's GQ's, you know, most stylish people of uh, most stylish men. Well, they've seen that picture, apparently. obviously. They've gone, Christ, that's what I call style. He, he just has too many powers with Justin Bieber to me. Uh, Justin Bieber's a genuinely unpleasant person, though. So, And I don't know that he is. He's just, he just comes off as a bit of a bellend, that's all. Well, that could be his age. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's still very much a teen, isn't it? So I think he's still going through it and working out who he is and talking about the other side. I mean, like, right, I mean, I I do agree with with Dave in the respect and like in the fact that it's he's just a product of his environment. You know, he's just grew up in yeah. a in a kind in the public of public eye. It's going to be a bit strange. Well, it's very just, rich household. Yeah, he's just grew up in environment in environments of everyone tell him tell him like he can have pretty much anything he wants. He's like, I want to be a movie star. Okay, great, sure, there you are. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, no, you you have to earn yourself to be good. You can't just like sort of hang in your daddy's coattails and expect the same treatment. It's like, no, it's not going to happen. No, that's it. Yeah, it wouldn't happen in this country. You got to have real talent, like you know Jade Goody had and stuff. <laughs> God rest her soul. God rest. Her soul. Mm. The trouble is, I don't watch reality TV, so the only one I could think of was one that died of cancer. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, yeah, well, and I didn't mean it. She was spectacularly talentless, though. Oh god, yeah, you know, but that—that that, millions for charity. 
Well, yeah. yeah, no, she she made the. I, I was about to say she made the most of her illness. I don't mean it like that. I mean, she did something good out of it. Yeah. But yeah, generally, Dave, like the Amy Charles is, where it just like you just think, well, what do you actually do? Whoever that is. <laughs> exactly. I don't even know. Who like, that is. like only way is Essex. You know, the, the, that kind right, of. No, I've never seen it. I'm aware yeah. of it. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to. It's just. Yeah. No, I don't want to. <laughs> so I won't. <laughs> And fuck you for bringing it up. <laughs> now I know a name, damn it. <laughs> Abe, well, I've forgotten the second bit already. I just know it's Amy something, so I don't, oh, okay. I'd get away with that. <laughs> you probably you'll forget, you'll forget that now in, in the next yeah. time. Uh, so, um, the cold sweat. What's that bird in Towie called? <laughs> so, um, social media folks, where can you find us on the internet web? You can find me discussing all manner of famous folks that I've never heard of. At the Pasty Kid nineteen seventy six on Twitter. You can find me at Simitronics on Twitter, and you can find his website where you can uh, find this po- uh, podcast, which you probably already listened to anyway, on uh, Simitronics.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter at Expect Us to Talk. You can drop us an email, expect to talk at gmail.com. Uh, also on Facebook, just go on Facebook and type in Expect Us to Talk in the little search box. Oh, it's facebook.com forward slash expect forward slash expect actually, talk. That's, that's if you're right. doing things properly, actually. And the same with YouTube, youtube.com or .co.uk forward slash do you expect us to talk. Um, also, we are on the old iTunes. Um, go on the iTunes and type in... Which good evening still isn't. If you listen to this, Chris, sort it out. Well, <laughs> well, what, what sort? Good evening. Uh, good evening is Chris Hague's... Um, uh, Hitchcock podcast. Yeah, good evening, Pod. And I want to listen to it, but because I I listen to most, I do stream them occasionally, but normally I listen to them through iTunes. So I subscribe to a number of podcasts and leave it at that, and they come in as they come in, but they haven't got their own iTunes feed uh, yet. No, so I'm waiting go, for them to, to sort that out. I don't want to subscribe to a different one and get other ones coming through as well. So if you listen, Chris Haig, and I believe you did, because when you announced your podcast, you said it was a bit like Duke's Express Talk, which suggests you listen to this, sort it out. <laughs> I'd offer a message. So, you know, I, 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 You're bellend. I just thought I'd add that to be extra, you know. Um, but it's on, it's on Podbean, because um, I like to listen to things on the go. And I don't don't think promote it. No iTunes feed. Oh. <laughs> sort it out. <laughs> sort it out, Mr Haig. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to listen to us on iTunes, you can Who go to iTunes you and type you in are kidding, Mr. Hey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to the tune of Who Do You Think You Are Kidding, Mr. Hitler? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 I just call Chris William for times I get this old. It's a bit differently. <laughs> but no, I, th- I think we, yeah, we're sending a message to you, Chris Hague. Of, well, you could call Prince God. William. Because he can go and see his mum, who's listening with Samuel, L- his grand, who's see, listening with Samuel L. Jackson, Riddick Bowe, Michael Aspel, Queen Latifah, etc. Anybody else? Uh, and the Force Ghost of Rocky Corbett. <laughs> Force Ghost. Pop upstairs, see his grand. <laughs> oh. You'll listen when we get the head of state involved, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> sort it out. Hopefully, you know, you might have Adam West listening from beyond the grave somehow. I don't know how, but it'll be absorbed. On iTunes, because, like, he's got some sense. He doesn't want to work having to stream them and look them up. He wants them there, delivered. Signed and sealed? Yeah. No, I'll send him a message and saying... Well, Adam West! That'll take some effort, (laughs) (laughs) 
the go the ghost spirit of Adam West. Adam Wee. I read a heartwarming article about Adam West today, describing how he used to shag eight women a day while he was making the TV series. He's a very handsome chap, you know. Wait, he used to do it kind of in the bat suit because it was between takes and stuff like that. <laughs> Let me show you. Do, do, do you reckon there was cum stains at some point? I, I really am <laughs> tempted to go. Uh, it's quite. I can't justify the expenditure. I think we should quite... move away from this now. I imagine it was very difficult to clean. So, yeah, that is his problem. Drakenell's always an unfortunate assistant with like a, a wet flannel trying to like off <laughs> before takes. Yeah. Guns N' Roses are playing at the Olympic Stadium tonight, and that just reminded me of um, when they were sort of in their pomp the first time round, like early 90s. There was somebody always off stage with a blow dryer ready to cool his balls down. Because he used to wear those tight shorts, and he'd he'd go off stage during like a guitar bit, Axel, and just have his balls cooled down. Oh, dear. Didn't yeah, he, feeling that he he loves that shit though, Axel. He loves him. Say hello to our listener Julian O'Hare, who is actually at the gig right now. Yeah, well, it's coming up to midnight, so I'm sure they'll be on in about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can, I can confirm the app I actually finished playing now. Well, it's just they were famous for going on like four hours late and yeah. stuff like that. Normally, like yeah, normally like come on now. I mean, I saw him in Manchester and he finished like about two. <laughs> Silly thought. I remember seeing him at, um, at Glastonbury a few years ago, and I think he was probably like an hour, an hour or so late. So yeah, well, at least they were probably headlining, so that's not so bad. If you're doing it mid-afternoon, that's really shit. Everyone else gets bumped an hour. But yeah, do you know the best way? Because they're getting on a bit now. If you want them to get on stage and off stage at a sensible time, put countdown on at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> they'd have to get off then to see that wouldn't they do, do, you, do you reckon they'd just sort of like sort of play a trick and just sort of change all the clocks like, like that look <laughs> yeah it's like, so yeah that, that's how you get ageing bands off stage put countdown on really late <laughs> it's a pity blockbusters on it and it aren't, isn't on anymore because you know who wouldn't like to see Slash ask for a pee <laughs> <laughs> Slashes having a slash. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think that's us done for this week. Uh, I think we've we've analysed that thoroughly. <laughs> um, but, you know, is Batman only temporary? I don't know. Is is this <laughs> going to come to an end, Becca? It's not. <laughs> right. Okay. Great. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. She knows her cues. <laughs> Indeed. Because. Sorry, I've just clicked on the website and the headline made me laugh. Haha. <laughs> I love that. Right? Like, we wouldn't have believed you because you went, it made me laugh. <laughs> and in case we didn't believe you, you went, haha. <laughs> There's an example of the sort of laughter it invoked. Dave, we don't realise that. That is actually Becca's real laugh. All right. Because, <laughs> ha-ha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. I, 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 I am actually pissing myself. Ha-ha. No, Batman is not temporary, because 
do you expect to put all the time with Batman forever? <laughs> 